can go all the way up. Singing the songs that Jerry chose this evening. I'm going to turn the mic on. I can turn this one down. They ever cut to your heart? I mean, really cut to your heart. Oh, to be like thee. We sing from the heart. Do they ever cut the heart? How much do we really desire to be like him? Catch a glimpse of him in heaven. Again, known from eternity what was unfold, but catch that glimpse of him in heaven. Choosing to do the will of the Father and to come to this earth. The willingness to to go through what he did. And have no qualms about it, if you will. His meat was to do the will of the Father. His desire was to do the work of the Father. You see it early in his life when the family had gone up to Jerusalem for the feast. When he was 12, and when they left, he wasn't with them. And when they found him, they talked to him. They said, did you not know that it must be about my father's business? No concept of time or reality, if you will, or the family of leaving. The concept of being caught up and doing the will of the father. That time stood still. We live in a society that demands a lot of our attention. Satan is very effective in what he does and in arranging things in society to strive to conflict with the service of God. And then he's arranged for us to make it easy for us when he's invented allowed to be invent uh, the VCR and uh, the recording and playing back your favorite show that you missed while you were at services. Do we ever think about what that means to be in service in the worship of God? You see it as his, he worked with those of his day and they struggled with trying to understand what the will of the Father was. And he talked to those who felt they had a pretty good grasp on what reality was and what God's service was. And then he very pointedly gave that illustration. Of who was the neighbor. And there's no indication in that illustration that the Samaritan ever felt imposed upon or felt he was being put out by serving. 
Whereas those who were called to serve could not be bothered by the man who had been injured. And as you read the text, the text says they were going down from Jerusalem. Some say, well, they've gone to Jerusalem for their service in the temple. No, it says they were going down. Jerusalem's up on a hill. Jericho wasn't that far away, and to get there, you went down the mountain. They were going down. They were not going up to serve. They were leaving, and yet they could not be bothered by a man in need. Oh, to be like thee, to be like the Savior. Our desire is to really want to grow, living for Jesus and his disciple ever be. Peter, as he was writing in the first letter and in the first chapter, starting in verse 13, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy and all your conduct because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. There it be respect. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, through whom him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are in God. And since you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. As all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls off. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. To build our hope on what God has to say. To remind ourselves again of that being obedient. 
to be obedient children, that challenge, what does it mean to obey? To what degree does it mean for us to obey? Obeying what? And what should our attitude be in disobedience? Jesus, as he talked to those of his day, felt that they were obeying the commands of God. But also recognized that they lacked something and wanted to know what it is. But when told, we're not willing to do that. Go sell all that you have. Give to the poor. Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're addressing the flesh. And we live in the flesh. You're, you're asking me something tremendous, if you will. Ask Jesus what he gave up for you. And the man went away sorrowful because he had much riches. I want to obey, but there's a limitation. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to, to grasp the seriousness, the depths of commitment that we have for the Lord. Again, it's easy to get caught up in the things of the world. For those who are involved in watching basketball, there was a game going on about the time to come to services. Well, we figured, no, we just put it on record. We can watch it when we get home. So what's important to us? Come on, what's important to us? I'll go to services, but I'm not going to miss what I really want to do. I want to see the end of that basketball game. And I want to see the scores that were made along the way. So I, I'm going to record it so when I get back from services, I can go back to living the way that I was. Have we really served God? Have we really come to worship God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our might? And have we really desired to love our neighbor as ourselves, The one that's in need. And to show compassion there. And the desiring, indeed, to do the things that God would have us to do. The Hebrew writer reminds us in the fifth chapter, and in verse 9. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Salvation is for those who obey. It's not the outward. You can go through all those motions on the outside. If you're given the task of taking out the, the trash or the garbage, you can do it. And you can mutter the whole time you're doing it. That's not obedience. Obeying from the heart. Serving the master. And finding no hardship in serving the master. Whatever it is. 
The pleasure we have in giving to God who has so richly given to us beyond measure. It says it's pressed down, it's overflowing. And we forget that. Sometimes we need to hear that song again that we sing periodically. If you are discouraged, excuse me, if you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. We don't catch a lot of that at times and as we live our lives from day to day. We get caught up in the things that are going on in the world, what we have to face as we go to work tomorrow and in the traffic, all host of things that cross our minds. Do we think of the sanctuary that we have to be together of one mind to praise, to honor, to worship, and to thank God above for what he's given to us. Not what we might like to have, but what he's given to us. And the things that he's given to us that seem to be, from our perspective, out of character. Physical illness, spiritual illness, whatever else may be out there. Hardships we're facing with families and a host of things that can cross our mind. Do we give thanks to God for those? They're reminders to us that <laughs> you're not in control. Despite what you want to think, you're not in control. And those things oftentimes are those that draw us closer to God. Where could I go but to the Lord? He's the only one that really understands. But he's given us that support system as well, brothers and sisters in Christ. Do we see it within our lives, the willingness to do his bidding? Again, to do it out of love because of the one who gave his life for us. The proper conduct for this obedient child has the negatives and the positives in it. We're not to conform to our former lusts. And again, the fact that God has chosen to record the cases that he does and the reminder to us, do not get caught up in the former things of your life. Do not let them overtake you is the indication that they can and they do. And we have to remind ourselves that we need to come back out of that. That Again, we're not just physical. We are spiritual. We have a spiritual side that needs to be nourished. We have a spiritual side that needs to have that longing to be more like the master, to be that child that wants to grow and to see what a love that the Father has for us as an individual. And to desire that. Loving from the heart, the spiritual heart, is where, where Satan challenges us the most. It's okay. You do your, your required time. We've talked about that many times before, that 
the Jews had it, and we're not careful Christians have it. We just have a checklist. No, I was there for Bible class. I was there for morning worship. I was there for evening worship. I was there for mid-book service. I did a few other things here and there, so therefore I'm okay. I give of my means, and we go down through a checklist. I did this, this, and this. And we really haven't loved God from the heart. We haven't found the joy that is in the service that we render. We haven't found the joy that's in the life that we live. And the anticipation that we have for heaven. And what a place indeed that must be. Do not conform, do not fashion yourself like those of the world. Understand what we have in Christ Jesus. Paul, when he's writing to the Romans in the 12th chapter, Again, that reminder coming out. Again, writing to Christians. What you get to remind yourself all the time as you're studying the scriptures is reminding yourself, here is God addressing those that are his people. Those who have already made the commitment to serve him and have been serving him for a period of time. Reminding them what they do have and reminding them of what they had left behind and not let that be the hindrance to you. So I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He said, I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. You think very seriously about the mercies that God has shown upon you. Because of that, you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You present your bodies as a living sacrifice. See the contrast with the old? What were the sacrifices of old? Animals who have been slaughtered, animals that have been killed, and then offered to God. You're not offering that to God. You're offering a living sacrifice. You're offering them your physical life, your spiritual life. You're offering that to God. Which is your reasonable service. In light of what God's done for us, how else could we view it? He gave his all for us. Anywhere up and down the line as you look at it, he gave his all. He created a world for us. He gave everything for us. And we give back in return. But again, how do we view what we give back? Do not be conformed to this world. Remind yourself you're in this world and the world is trying to force you into its mold. Look around in the world. And see the things that the world does or see the things that the world accepts. And then want to force you into that mold. I mentioned in the auditorium class this morning, I'd read an article or seen a newspaper article in a denominational building. And the article said, you should not have to choose between your sexuality and God. 
And a lot of what the world is saying and the world is doing, you think about that. You should not have to choose between your sexuality and God. You ought to be able to do both. Not in light of God's word, but in light of what they're trying to say is that we're trying to please everybody. Regardless of what you do, regardless of what you believe, you can be accepted by God. And so Paul is saying, do not be conformed Do not be pressed into the mold that the world has for acceptability. That's not where we need to be. You cannot be like the world and be the light to the world. You have to be different from the world. But you be transformed. And then that next part is always going to be a part of it. By the renewing of your mind. You constantly have to renew your mind. You constantly have to remind yourself who you belong to and what it is that he is expecting from you. Walking in the steps of Jesus. He's expecting that. To walk in the steps of Jesus changes the life and the concept. You're going through serving the Master. You're not here making the physical living. You're not here living in the physical life. You're here serving the master to bring him honor and glory. So you constantly renew the mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If that will of God is perfect, it cannot be changed. Regardless of what religious people today want to do. And again, all you have to look around in the religious world and see how they are striving to please the world rather than pleasing God. And it's crept into God's people as well. But it takes an effort. It takes a determination. God gives us that time. He allows us to grow. We start out as a babe and he allows us to grow. And he expects us to grow. That's a given. I know we never did it to our children as they're growing up, actor age. what God is saying at times. Remember who the Father is and act accordingly. Changes what you do. And you're not living a life in regret. It's not a problem. Whatever going on, Again, I promise you, there's always something that's going on around service time. And whatever it is that you like, it's going to be out there. You just take whatever sport it is, whatever activity it is, they offer it at the times that God's people meet. Is there a reservation in your coming? Or is that just a given fact and you don't even think about it? doesn't matter what's going on. 
As soon as I find out what, what it is or what time they're offering it, it's already taken care of. It's not, even a, it's not there. If we're not careful, we can allow it to be there. And think about it. We renew the mind, be the one that God would have us to do. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be an imitator of God. Again in the reading. Because he who is holy has called you. You be holy. Remember who called you. Because he is pure. Because he is set apart. You be likewise. Purity in your thoughts. Purity in your living. The recognition you have been set apart. God is set apart from all evil. And we're set apart for the service of God to serve him. And to find it's not a hardship. It's never a a difficulty, or should not be, in serving God who so loved that he gave his only son. How can I begrudge serving him? Really, how can I begrudge an inconvenience of time? Is that how we can view it at times? Or do we see the joy? Being like him. The living for Jesus. Understanding that we're on that glory land way. And we desire to do the things that would be pleasing to God. All the grass, all the flesh is like grass. And all the glory of man. Listen to that one. All the glory of man. Whatever man can achieve, whatever man has achieved, all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and guess what? The flower falls away. So whatever glory we achieve, guess what? It's going to fall away. Ever been in a land that's been around for thousands of years? We're thinking about being in America, going back to the 1600s. Go back farther than that. Live in the land. Enjoyed the time I had in Germany, traveling around seeing the castles, uh, up on the riverbanks and so on and so forth. Uh, in Jerusalem, went to, in, wasn't in Jerusalem, it was outside there a little bit, but in, in Israel, gone to a church building, that was built in the 1100s. The 1100s. Still standing. And you could go in that building. And we'd go in that building. And all of us would stand in the back of the building. And our guide, who happened to be Dr. Jack P. Lewis, would go up to the front of the building. And he would talk. And you could hear him as if he was standing right next to you. The acoustics of that building, built in the 1100s, basically empty, very seldom used. I mean, all that stuff is there. The flower, all its glory. For those who've gone to Rome and see the Roman Colosseum, it's in ruins. A little bit of it's there, but all its glory is gone. And that's what takes place in this world. 
But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that is preached to you. The question is, what will you do with it? What will you do with the word that's been preached to you? Who at the door is standing, patiently drawing in, drawing near? Who is the voice I hear? Entrance within demanding. Who is the voice I hear? Jesus stands at the door of your heart. He wants in. He wants into your heart. He wants into your essence of your being. So that he can bless you beyond measure in that glorious home we call heaven. But it's a choice we make. And very seldom do people realize the choice that they make now does determine eternity. So let's choose wisely. God patiently waits. He grants us time as long as we have however long that may be, for us to be able to change our life, to make that commitment, and to do the things that would be pleasing to God. And if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way in doing just that, we'd bid you to come as together we stand and sing the invitation song.